Hello, everybody. I'm Kathy Yang. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. President Rodrigo Duterte declares a public health emergency as COVID-19 cases in the country rise to 20. As Bia Gutierrez tells us, the Philippines is also prohibiting close contact with the president as a precautionary measure against the disease. President Rodrigo Duterte has placed the Philippines under a state of public health emergency to prevent the spread of COVID-19. This after the health department confirmed local transmissions of the disease. On Sunday, Duterte signed Proclamation 922, saying that the outbreak of the COVID-19 constitutes a national emergency that requires a whole-of-government response. Under a public health emergency, government agencies and local government units are capacitated to implement urgent and critical measures to contain or prevent the spread of the disease. The health chief is also given authority to call upon the PNP and other law enforcement agencies for assistance in addressing the threat of the virus. Health Secretary Francisco Duque, meanwhile, says the proclamation will expedite the release of funds for local governments in addressing the disease, as well as ease the procurement process on needed materials, such as personal protective equipment, and give government authority to enforce mandatory reporting for hospitals and mandatory quarantine for suspected cases. The implementation of uh, travel restrictions, which we have done uh, since uh, the second week of February, and last but not least, of course, is to empower and authorize the Department of Health as well as the Department of Trade and Industry to do price freeze on uh, very uh, 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 crucial uh, materials, uh, uh, PPEs, as an example, uh, so that this will not be uh, taken advantage of by uh, unscrupulous uh, businessmen. The palace says the declaration of a public health emergency will help expedite the approval of Congress to release that supplemental budget being requested by the health department to address the threat. Everything is possible with Congress. Members of Congress need not be urged or pressured into doing that. They know the emergency and they know what to do. The Philippines now has 20 confirmed cases after 10 more patients tested positive for the coronavirus. The Presidential Security Group, meanwhile, is taking no chances with Duterte's health. On Monday, the PSG announced that it is implementing a no-touch policy on the president. Personalities, including PSG personnel, politicians, and other dignitaries, will be thoroughly screened and tested for any illness or symptoms related to COVID-19 before being allowed to get near the president during meetings and events. The PSG will also assess Duterte's schedule, where he is expected to face large crowd gatherings as guests of honor and speaker. These events could be canceled for the safety of the president and the attendees. Pia Gutierrez, ABS-CBN News. The Philippine government braces for potentially slower economic growth in 2020 as the COVID-19 weighs on the country's tourism and manufacturing sectors. As Bruce Rodriguez tells us, the country is also looking at going beyond its fiscal limits as it spends more to counter the disease. 
Philippine government officials stepping up caution to limit the spread of COVID-19. In fact, the Philippine Central Bank opted to join the country's weekly T-bills auction through a teleconference as it limits personnel from participating in external meetings amid the health threat. And aside from precautionary protocols, economic managers are also expecting slower economic growth this year because of COVID-19. Socioeconomic planning under Secretary Rosemary Adilion says growth could fall below the 6.5 to 7.5 percent target if challenges from the COVID-19 outbreak persist. She adds the COVID-19 threat could significantly affect the tourism and manufacturing sectors and even the overseas labor situation following partial lockdowns from China, South Korea and now countries in the Middle East. Edilion says tourist arrivals may drop by over 1.4 million if the situation persists until June, which could translate into foregone revenues of up to 187 billion pesos or nearly $4 billion. She also estimates job losses of 30 to 50,000. All in all, these could shave growth by 0.5 to 1 percentage point. PCCI last week, and they say they actually they still have inventory that's good for two months. So okay pa yon. So ang problema lang natin is if it will linger, if, uh, if China will not be able to recover beyond the, beyond the two months. Edilion adds the budget deficit may expand to 3.3 to 3.4 percent of GDP this year, exceeding the 3.2 percentage cap as the state ramps up spending to shield the economy from the virus's fallout. That's why the country's Treasury Agency is looking at adjustments to its borrowing program for the year, as COVID-19 also weighs on tax collection prospects for the early part of 2020. There could be some adjustments in the borrowing program, but um, it would not really be, or it would not be a very huge um, increase in terms of the borrowings of the national government. She adds they may defer the panda bond issuance for the first half of this year with China, the epicenter of the deadly disease. However, other fundraising activities are still on the cards. These include an up to $1.5 billion sale of U.S. dollar-denominated bonds, as well as a billion-dollar equivalent of yen-denominated samurai bonds. Despite all the uncertainties, the Treasury Bureau still excited over the first grand raffle draw for its premio or prize bonds, which is set on March 18th. Investors of the bonds will have a chance to win cash prizes of up to 1 million pesos or nearly $20,000, as well as non-cash rewards like condominium units. Bruce Rodriguez, ABS-CBN News. HSBC economist Nolan Arbus says the Philippine Central Bank will likely cut rates by 25 basis points next week and another 25 basis points in the second quarter in light of the global economic response to the COVID-19 outbreak. This comes after the U.S. Federal Reserve cut rates by 50 basis points. HSBC expects the Fed to further cut rates by 25 basis points next week. Arbiz adds the central bank is more likely to announce a reserve requirement ratio cut in the second half of the year than in the next few weeks. He also advises ASEAN economies to employ more fiscal policy measures in the near term. And I think fiscal is perhaps more important uh, in the near term, uh, more so than monetary easing, because fiscal could be targeted. Uh, and quite robust, especially uh, when implemented in a timely manner. Uh, the Philippines has already signaled some support, but we don't expect a significant amount of support because the infrastructure projects in the Philippines, in our view, are already expansionary.
Philippine shares shedding blood on the trading floors. The main index fell into bear market territory alongside regional peers. Michelle Long reports. A red Monday. Philippine shares fell over the edge at the start of the week amid growing COVID-19 concerns, especially now that a local transmission has been reported on home soil. The index now in bear market territory. The index for the day plunged 458 points, or 6.8 percent, its biggest one-day percentage drop since October 2008. It closed at 63.12, the lowest close for the index since 2016. We haven't seen these prices in a long while, and these prices could just swing up immediately also, or could drop some more. So I guess if you like layer your, your, your defensive position of accumulating shares uh, in the long run, we're talking of uh, a longer term, not, not even the medium term right now, uh, you would come up on top. Brings back um, what happened 12 years ago in Lehman Brothers crisis. In fact, I remember uh, this was when they even enacted the circuit breaker. So when the market would fall more than 10%, uh, this would actually cause a trading halt. So I think people could regain, would sort of regain their composure and just think more rationally. In corporate stories, Dennis Uy's logistics and shipping venture Chelsea Group posted a record 7 billion pesos in revenues last year but still failed to turn in a profit due to the costing of ships and additional interest expenses incurred for the acquisition of new vessels and a 2.5-hectare parcel of land for its warehouse complex. These warehouses will commence operations in the third quarter of the year. And SM Prime is pushing back the opening of the country's first IKEA store to 2021 instead of this year. The reason cited? Construction adjustments. The IKEA store, located in SM Mall of Asia Complex in Pasay, will occupy 65,000 square meters of gross floor area, making it the world's biggest IKEA store. The Swedish furniture maker is the world's largest, present in 52 countries with over 430 branches. In other news, Metro Pacific confirms it is thinking of walking away from the NAIA Super Consortium, citing only issues with real property taxes. Metro Pacific is one of seven conglomerates that proposed a 102 billion peso rehabilitation plan for the Nino Aquino International Airport. Metro Pacific Chairman Manny Pangilinan says they will make a decision soon because it's unfair to make the rest of the consortium wait. Michelle Long, ABS-CBN News. Fears over the economic fallout from the COVID-19 intensifies as global cases surpass 110,000, making matters worse, an unfolding price war between the world's biggest oil producers. Ron Cruz tells us more. China still reporting a rise in COVID-19 deaths and infections. The death toll there has reached 3,119, while cases rose to 80,735 Monday. But the outbreak that began in the Chinese city of Wuhan continues to spread faster elsewhere. Across the world, more than 480 deaths and over 105,000 cases have been reported. Italy now introducing drastic measures to contain the disease, including placing millions of people from the country's richest region on lockdown. This has a death toll there jumped to over 300. As for Qatar, it's temporarily banning travelers from 14 countries, including the Philippines, as a precaution against COVID-19. Kuwait, meanwhile, extended its travel ban to include the Philippines and six other countries. 
Moody's Investor Service now seeing dimmer prospects for the global economy as the COVID-19 outbreak results in simultaneous supply and demand shocks around the world. The ratings agency cut its baseline growth forecast for G20 economies to 2.1%. That's 0.3 percentage point lower than the previous baseline. It also lowered its growth outlook for several countries like China and the U.S. Moody sees the epidemic dampening global economic activity through the first half this year, with recession risks rising further the longer the outbreak persists. On the bright side, it believes fiscal and monetary policy measures will likely help limit the damage in individual economies. But further hurting sentiment is a price war between the world's biggest oil producers. Crude prices plunged Monday following the collapse of a deal between the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, or OPEC, and Russia. Morgan Stanley expects the sharp price fall to negatively impact the CAPEX outlook for oil-related sectors as well as oil-producing countries. It also sees credit markets in the U.S. and oil producers in emerging markets reacting negatively. All these developments seem to affect inflation across the Asia-Pacific region as well. We've seen the February inflation print in the Philippines last week, but if you notice, other countries in Asia also saw inflation coming below expectations. Uh, and that's because of, a, of demand issues. Obviously, that's before what happened over the weekend with, with OPEC and, and the plunge in oil prices. Philippine inflation slowed to 2.6% in February. Ron Cruz, ABS-CBN News. And that's it for today. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thank you for joining us.